All right, welcome along to this episode of Tommy G Talks. This one's all about what is it like to be a life coach? Now, take it from me, someone who did it professionally for a number of years and achieved many different things within what a life coach can achieve professionally. I'm talking uh, one-to-one practice, groups, events, um, lots of things, speaking, seminars, that kind of thing. Um, Take it from me, it is an amazing profession. Uh, But there are some things that you should probably know before you want to get into it, or even if you're just in it already or interested um, in the phenomenon, I guess. That is the life coaching space. Um, It's come about in the last sort of 10 to 15 years, and it's almost a household profession now much like a personal trainer. Now, of course, I was a personal trainer as well once, um, and I was pretty early to that um, profession. There weren't many personal trainers around when I started, and there were not many life coaches around when I started. So I have that perspective, and I'm going to share that a little bit in this episode. So um, if something connects with you and you want to talk to me about it, you want to let me know, please do so on social media, either on Instagram. uh, Well, on Instagram is probably the easiest thing. Uh, which is uh, at Tommy Gentleman, or if you want to send me an email, you can at Tommy at TommyGentleman.com. All right, let's get into this one. What is it like to be a life coach? Number one, everybody is unique, yet we all share the same spectrum of emotions. We should never judge anybody um, or fill the gaps. Tempting, actually, after a while to automatically assume that you know what's going on with somebody when they start talking in a coaching session when actually um, everybody is unique and as a coach you have to be patient you have to run a very uh, pragmatic approach you have to have processes and questions that you ask and not skip ahead you know sometimes I think coaches can let their ego get in the way and think that they can diagnose somebody's life in a matter of seconds and Although it is possible to identify there are signs that people give off and things that they say with their words and their body language, um, of course there's information that people offer up, yet it is not our job as a coach, it's not a coach's role to be some sort of like wizard or magician and be able to like, hey, look how good I am, I figured out what's going on with you very quickly. Even if you do have an idea, it's always, always professional um, to ask and dig a little deeper and be able to do things in a very professional way. So that also goes into everyday life, not just when you're coaching, um, judging in your relationships, being really quick to judge, like I know what's going on here, I'm trained in like emotional therapy, I know what this person's thinking or feeling. Like as soon as you start judging and connecting dots, you know, that that didn't work very well for me, especially in my relationships, friendships, um, with my wife, with my kids, like you've almost got to like reserve that judgment um, and, and not actually do it. Even though you know and you can see things, it's never helpful in my experience to be judging people. And I don't think that's what we're there to do. We're there to help people, not to judge people. Um, you know, everyone's unique and everyone has a different background and has seen different things, experienced different things, felt different things. Yet the emotions are the same, and that's very important. And there are five uh, negative emotions. You know, I learned this in my NLP training, which I did like in 2013 and that is anger sadness hurt guilt and fear these emotions are never going to serve us as an individual and so we all share a spectrum of those we also have love and joy happiness fulfillment ambition and all these other feelings that we can have um, jealousy envy 
but ultimately um, everyone is unique and our experiences with these emotions are different somebody could have a circumstance in their life which is you know one might consider it to be far less severe than somebody else like somebody could have I don't know like somebody could have um, lost their job and somebody could have lost a child and they seem like very drastically different things yet people can experience similar emotions and we should never judge them on that either um, there is no league table when it comes to emotions it's just making sure that you're working with whatever is in front of you in an integral honest way and using your professional questioning in order to help them um, to get to a place where 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 they feel better and they're able to progress in their lives so that's point number one point number two the industry is I think at risk of killing off a little bit of personal responsibility uh, and hope and what I mean by that is with the personal responsibility side in a world where we're very very um, conditioned to want something and get it very quickly personal development takes time and there's also this like kind of really tempting opportunity I guess for some people to promise that they can actually create that personal development change very quickly or to make it easier um, you know come and work with me I'm gonna hold you accountable I'm gonna teach you all these things I'm gonna work with you blah 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 put you in my coaching group zoom calls whatsapp whatever and it's like all of a sudden the client the individual can feel like they're buying the solution but the work still needs to be put in so the personal responsibility is essential for the work to occur and if we keep on promising in our marketing and our messaging that we can almost like solve the problem very quickly um, then we're almost taking away the opportunity for personal responsibility to occur and instead as soon as it gets difficult someone might just choose a different option like people change gyms because they're not getting results they change gym they change trainer we're getting into the stage now where the market is full of so many options that people are bouncing from coach to coach and not really taking personal responsibility you've also got the the business economics of coaching where you know a good coach should yes have a maintenance option um, checking in once every two months something like that but we have to be able to um, progress people and then let them take what they've learned and go and apply it into the world and not to rely and depend on you um, and therefore take that personal responsibility so that's at risk I think actually so that brings us in to point number three um, point number three I think that life coaches, and this kind of elaborates a little bit on what I've already said, but it's all about the quality of your questions. And, you know, questioning is a great tool that we use when we're coaching to help somebody to sort of understand the answer. Um, and quite often the answer is inside the person, the individual already. Um, when coaches start to take that responsibility away, we know that, we've spoken about that, but when they start to take the achievement away, um, and worse still, when the client puts the achievement on the coach rather than on themselves, that can become difficult and that can become a problem. The answer is always in the individual, it's always in the client. So questioning allows them to figure it out for themselves. Coaches don't need that glory. They shouldn't. They're there to help the client. And clients shouldn't give the coach the glory and they shouldn't feel like they need to. A great coach will operate quietly. Um, of course, you've got to make a noise and promote your services, but... You know, I always felt that whenever I put myself out there and did anything sort of on camera where I was coaching someone at my events on stage, I always felt like it was a bit of a pantomime in a way because we all know that I'm doing it because I want to share that later on. The individual probably just plays along because they feel that's the right thing to do. That's what they should be doing. You know, it offers up the answers that they feel that they should be offering. Um, 
and it can also you know cause that little bit of uh, demand characteristics which if you look that up from a psychological point of view it always um, you know causes a, a, a um, uh, an intervention experiment any kind of you know um, change to become a little bit fabricated because the person is doing what they think they should be doing which is quite often why stage hypnosis works so well because the individual feels like well this is what I'm supposed to do and if I don't then I'm not succeeding and I'm possibly letting the person down who I, who is hypnotizing me um, so you ever wondered like you know the mystery of hypnosis is just people doing what they think they should be doing uh, in that moment and you know being hypnotized and I think the same goes a little bit when um, clients feel like they need to impress their coach and offer up the right answers when really that's not how they're feeling and they're actually blocking their own individual growth by doing that so the quality of our questions is is everything to get through that demand characteristics to get through like the need for a client to impress a coach um, and to really drill down now a coach should act like stabilizers on a bike as soon as the client is able to ride the bike without the stabilizers they do not need those stabilizers now um, they might need some more help in a different area they might need some help changing gears they might need some help you know migrating onto a bigger frame but essentially when a child learns how to ride a bike they use stabilizers to help them find their balance and then the stabilizers they go and they never come back um, and, and the same kind of approach should be taken i think to coaching we we should be as life coach the stabilizers that they lean on at the start um, and then occasionally we need to come and help them with something else um, but we don't want them to rely on us the whole time and i know i touched on that a little bit but um with the quality of our questions we can take away that need to impress us and to find the real uh, root of the problem um, to then allow them to find the answers which are already inside they just need to figure out what words and feelings and thoughts to put together for that intervention to occur and we've just got to help them along the way like stabilizers on a bike point number four you cannot pour from an empty cup now i had this it's the reason why i stopped is because i felt like i was leaving holes in other areas of my life my cup was empty and I was having to help others and I was struggling to deal with the expectations um, that were on me and who I was and who I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to do, what I was supposed to say, um, what I was supposed to not struggle with or struggle with and I, 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 I was choosing my battles and all of a sudden I couldn't choose and I was faced with many battles in areas of my life which I didn't want and, and, and you know, were really tough and needed attention. Um, and so, you know, a lot was going on and I just could not pour from an empty cup anymore and actually took that time to reflect and think, you know, there are a number of things that um, I want to change in my life and there are things that I wanted to achieve, one of which was starting up a digital marketing agency and starting a new business, a company that I could really go all in on and not rely on just me. And so I, I did that and I didn't look back, but the rule and the general kind of piece of advice is to not pour from a, from an empty cup so that's something that i would thoroughly uh, recommend to keep in mind if you are coaching or if you want to become a coach you've got to make sure you're topping up as well um, however that looks to you you will know but very important that you do that and then finally the fifth point and the final point today it's the most incredible thing to witness when it happens but it cannot be about you. And what I'm talking about here is when you actually see somebody have a breakthrough, when you help somebody uh, overcome something, when they come back to you and tell you that everything went okay and you know they, they, they got the job or 
um, they overcame that problem they're not scared of that thing anymore they managed to go to that place they got on the plane whatever it is that was not possible or at least they didn't think was possible before now seems possible and the delight on someone's face and the you know the the, the, the real special uh, thing that happens when somebody achieves something like that it is the most beautiful thing to, to witness the most incredible thing as a coach to see somebody getting somewhere now they used to say well well I used to believe that um, coaching was about helping someone helping somebody get to where they cannot get on their own but I don't think that's true I think it's helping somebody get to where they were always capable of getting to on their own but they just had too much weight or there were too many things in the way or they just lacked a bit of self-belief to get there and your help as a coach helps somebody to do that um, but it's not about you and I know I've touched on that a little bit on this but you've got to stay humble about your achievements as a coach and you start like waving around all these things that you've helped people with I know you've got to spread the message and you've got to let people know what you do but these are um, to be done carefully because if it ever becomes about you you will lose your reason for doing what starting to do this in the first place which is probably if you're doing it or want to do it because you want to help people and you've got to look at it like that that you you move very pragmatically from from one client to the next and you're able to draw lines in your life between your own measurement of success your own self-worth and the um, achievements that you have in work you know what at the end of the day um, the world at the moment is in a place where we need support we need help we should never uh, dismiss our personal responsibility, but a coach can help somebody connect with that and help them. Uh, and people need that help, you know, probably more than ever. Um, but we are dealing with and we are working with people, people's emotions. This is not a game. This is not about status. This is about doing some real good to some real people to help them. So always, always remember that. Be dedicated and humble each time that you work with somebody. So listen. I hope that this has helped you um, wherever you are on your journey here. It's been quite helpful for me in a cathartic sense because over the last few weeks I've been sort of going through this bit of a cleansing feeling actually towards a lot of this and um, as I said at the start just coming out and talking about a few things that I haven't spoken about properly and have been sort of weighing me down making me feel a little bit uh, like I've had unfinished business so this is kind of a little bit of a line there that I can draw and, and if I can also help somebody who's thinking about getting into coaching at the same time, then that's a win-win situation and I'm all about that. So thanks for listening uh, or watching and please let me know if it did help you, what was it that helped you in particular and I'll look forward to touching base with you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.